we've still got some time here to talk about today's action and how it sets us up for the FOMC. Chris Versace is next up on the list, Chief Investment Officer at Tomatica Research. Chris, good to see you. Good to see you, Oliver. This is quite a comeback today. What do you think? You know, it's a little surprising. You know, this morning we, we started off, as I'm sure you and your viewers saw, you know, opening down. You know, the market, in my opinion, continue, is continuing debating 75, 100 basis points on Wednesday. But I also think it's trying to prepare itself for the Fed's economic forecast update. And, and more importantly, any changes to what we're likely to see to the CME FedWatch tool uh, for Fed futures for the November, December meetings. My bet, Oliver, is we're likely to exit the year somewhere north of 400 basis points. And, and if the Fed goes bigger for longer, uh, with a bigger swing than a lot are thinking on Wednesday, I think we're going to see today's gains uh, pretty much be erased. Okay. And um, at this point, the market expecting 75. Uh, you think that's enough pressure to keep stocks um, continuing to sell off? Or are we going to need something from the commentary about going forward? To your point about the longer side of it, uh, I think we know they hit 100. People freak out. We're probably all on the same side there. What about the language going forward? What do you think the market wants to hear? Well, I mean, that, that's really the wild card, you know, and it, it's really the sum of those three things that are going to really, uh, you know, dictate how the market responds and how investors have to recalibrate their expectations for GDP and really earnings expectations, not just for the, you know, second half of the year, but really for 2023. And that's candidly where I'm a little more concerned. You know, the, the Fed heads and Powell himself have been very clear that they are in this until they win it. You know, we don't know exactly how long that's going to be. If they have to go big, they will go big. They will go long and further than I think some people are willing to think. Remember, back in July, you know, the Fed boosted 75 basis points. You know, people were thinking, oh, the Fed pivot is in. The Fed heads came out and they said, no, this is a protracted fight. Powell himself came out at Jackson Hole and said, I'm going to speak in an unusually clear fashion. We will not be done until we are done. And I think that's what people are starting to think about. But now we're back in, is it 75, 100 for Wednesday? We need to really think about what's the, what the follow through is. And I think that's where his language really becomes critical. Okay. Yeah, that uh, follow through is uh, always where there's a, a lot more debate, right? Generally, the Fed does whatever the bond market tells it to at any given meeting, but the language can be quite different from what's being priced in down the road. I think there's a possibility here we just get used to 75 basis points if inflation's at 8%. Could that uh, be the norm? You know, it's we're going to have to see. I mean, it, I think it's it's challenging, right? Because we know that we're a long way from 2%, which is the Fed's target. But if we start to see some progress and then see it accelerate, then I think we can start to see them downshift to smaller bikes to get to where they need to be. And I, I think the thing that a lot of people tend to forget is there's somewhere between a six to nine month lag between when you know a Fed introduces a rate hike to it to its real economic impact is had. So so if you think about the number of rate hikes and the overall size of the cumulative rate hikes that will happen you know, in 2022, we're going to be on much different footing in 2023. And again, that's another reason why I'm sitting here thinking S&P 500 earnings up 7.7% in 2023 over 2022. Not very comfortable with that number, Oliver. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't think many people are. And uh, as we've seen generally, uh, the market has continued to stay under pressure, uh, where this morning, thankfully, we did put in uh, a low compared to last week for the S&P futures. 
What stocks do you think are important here, Chris? What can we trust? Uh, what companies should we be looking for to give us some indication about the status of the economy? Sure. So, you know, when I came on about a month ago, I, I was saying to you that we at the Action Alerts Plus portfolio, you know, we're, we've been purposely moving into more defensive names, inelastic names, more domestically focused businesses, so we don't have that dollar headwind. Um, and, and dividend payers, of course. And I, I still think those are all great places to be. Uh, you know, as much as I might want to be warming up to tech, you know, news out this morning, uh, I think Barron's ran the article that, um, you know, PC demand is weakening even more than people were expected. Those dollar headwinds continue to blow. Enterprise spending is slowing. You know, you've got to be into more defensive areas, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, water utilities, regular utilities. Uh, I think those are great places to be. Uh, you know, we have a great company, Costco, that's reporting this week, a great inflation fighter. And I think they're going to continue to expand their warehouse footprint, a leading indicator of that high margin membership revenue that really reminds people how different they are from a number of other retailers out there. And I think the last one that I would suggest, you know, uh, viewers take a look at is one called AMN Healthcare. They're a wonderful play on the nursing shortage that is happening. I know a lot of folks are thinking, oh, hospitals are rebounding as COVID falls, but the nursing shortage persists. Give it a quick Google. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And there is an actual shortage in um, producing new nurses, meaning this is going to be a pain point that has legs to it for some time. Okay. All right, Chris, a uh, nice conversation uh, that I think sets uh, most of the uh, major uh, ifs and thens in place for us to think about. If they go strong, market's not going to like it. If they tell us that they're going to uh, keep it aggressive for longer term, market doesn't like that either. Uh, it's tough to see our way out right now. Is there one to you? I mean, like, what's the, what's the bull case at this juncture? You know, the, for the market, it's hard to see one. You know, I, I just see more risk to, you know, GDP expectations, earnings expectations, like I said. You know, I think if the bull case here is finding those more defensible names. The other one, candidly, uh, you know, I, I hate to say this, Oliver, but I, I was talking with someone earlier today, you know, a laddered approach to treasuries over the next, you know, three, six, nine, 12 months, 4%, not exactly bad. Okay. I appreciate it, Chris. Good to catch up. Chris Versace, Chief Investment Officer at Tomatica Research.